Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. How are you? Did you have a good day so far? Okay, praise the Lord. Uh, tonight, I would like to introduce you a very, very unfashioned subject. As you can see, this guy is afraid that he will not have the meat, sufficient protein for tonight. And uh, this uh, meat protein, it's, uh, it's a legend, especially for uh, our country, for North America and Western, Westernized countries as well. Now, it is true, it is easier to change the religion of a nation rather than to change its diet, correct? So I, I do believe that uh, this is a very sensitive subject since we have so much hot dog. Nothing is wasted. In our country, every rest of the pieces of animals are transforming what? Hot dogs. The, the rests of the animals are always becoming hot dog, uh, added with a little bit of flavors and, and chemicals to give you the taste that you eat the best food in the universe. Uh, in reality, I think that this is an empire of butchery and is for more and more and more people. Eve, year after year, we eat more and more meat. And uh, people have this uh, 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 mythology about red meat. In reality, what is interesting, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is that that what you see, the red meat is not the red meat. It's the meat that goes out of butchery, it's white. But you know what they do? They, they inject that meat with synthetic colors to make it red. Because all the cattle, all the animals they use and abuse in their huge extermination camp animal type, they are so feeble. Animals are so anemic. They don't have blood. They don't see the sunshine every day. And when they, they, they butcher the, 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 the cattle, the meat is white. They don't have blood. And they inject specifically the meat, certain meats, with, with red colors based on FDA regulations and approvals or whatever. And they have on the table served for American people red meat. It's just the color red plus white meat. That is a sad, sad reality. However, uh, what is very interesting, when you look to the National Academies uh, press, uh, there is a very powerful statement made by someone. Raw meats are not idiot proof, uh, says microbiologist Nelson Cox. They can, be, uh, they can be mishandled, and when they are, it's like handling hand, a hand grenade. If you pull the pin, somebody's going to get hurt. So the worst uh, quantity of um, cancer viruses, it's found in red meat. This is most of the concepts and most of the opinions of the highly elevated uh, individuals that are working in this domain. Now, Proteos comes from a, prior imp a prime importance, importance, and it's very clear known from the Greek time how many patients are in the hospital because they eat too much protein or sufficient protein. Do you know someone that is in the hospital right now that is in the hospital because he's not eating sufficient protein? No, it's uh, the value is zero. So zero people that are in the hospital for eating less protein. But now my question is, how many are in the hospital because they eat too much protein? The hospital is packed. And I will, I will defer this subject because, you see, we have in our domain, we have two elements, fats 
and proteins, correct? There are two things, they are separated. If we overtake fats, what do you think it happens? The body, the liver says, man, you overate today. It was your birthday. I forgive you. So the liver will put the fats here, there, here, here, everywhere, yes? But doesn't happen that way. Doesn't happen that way with the protein. If we overtake protein, that will bully our kidneys, and the liver does a double work and will have a lot of mess. The intake of uh, protein that we overeat every day must be sold until you go to sleep. Otherwise, we're going to die. So the body knows that protein is much serious business than the fats. So in that case, the protein must be counterbalanced with a lot of gymnastics that our body must do. I will call that, uh, again, uh, on the way of our presentation, what does the body specifically to counteract the overdoses of protein. You know, media is always obsessed to sell the meat in the market, and that's why media, it's a powerful machine to manipulate the minds of the people. So you have to eat a lot of protein. It's highly advertised. It, it's very well marketed by, 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 by people that have money and behind. The food industry wants to sell the products. It doesn't matter how much people will eat that meat and then go to the cemetery. Now, what is very interesting regarding meat, I would like to describe a little bit of the, the mother's breast milk protein. It's human milk has only 6% protein, yet a little baby grows uh, a lot of muscles in a very short period of time. Is that correct? Yes? How much meat does a little baby eat in order to put one kilogram, um, two pounds in a month? Who can eat one month protein every day to put uh, two pounds on, on him in a sense in such a, I mean, to grow? So that shows that the little baby does not need a mega quantity of protein to grow. So when society or media advertises the idea of eat a lot of protein, eat a lot of protein, in reality, we eat much more protein. Now, we have my case or other cases. Uh, in a future, in a past time, do you do they look like? Do I look that I miss protein? These people, do they look like they miss protein? They eat too less. Oh, eat more donuts because you want to get uh, you you want to get strong. You eat more fries or you eat more. I mean, it's we are living in a society that is really really over triggered by protein. And then is what over eating. I'm sorry that they don't have in a in the marketing, advertising machines that you go to McDonald's, boom, 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 and I have double burger, triple burger, uh, uh, you know, and all of a sudden you have a beep, a machine like this, it says, overeating, overeating, please stop eating, you know, whoops, they will lose money, correct? In the food industry, they will lose money. But we don't have such machines, unfortunately. Who should be the machine that will tell us that we overeat protein, we overeat fats, or we overeat everything? The brain, correct? So, unfortunately, somehow we don't, uh, the brain doesn't function properly, you know? What is very interesting, I, I have some statements from the American Journal uh, Clinical Nutrition, plant proteins uh, in relation to human and amino acid nutrition, uh, co-authored uh, by Vernon uh, Young and Peter L. Pallet. What they say in their study, 
The truth is that the people com commonly eat more animal protein that they can process, and even vegetarians, parenthesis, those who abstain from flesh but consume milk and eggs, often consume too much protein as well. Animal protein is incredibly toxic to our bodies. The liver's ability to convert excess nitrogen to urea and saturated, and the blood becomes acidic. This can cause you to lose a significant amount of water, leading to dehydration, muscle, mu uh, muscle mass, and bone calcium. So what it happens is that in reality, meat protein, animal protein, it's extremely toxic and is the worst type of protein we can intake. But, you know, we are advertised. Why do we eat animal protein if it's so detrimental to our health? Why? People eat animal protein because it's easy to be cooked or it's tasty, it's addictive, we depend on that. You know why it's addictive? Because the meat has an element in it, it's called purine. You heard about that, purine? You know, I, I, 30 years ago, I was going hunting for boars, for hogs, uh, uh, with, with my uncle. And uh, I remember I would eat uh, meat like crazy in the daytime, in the nighttime, I was 16. And after I became vegetarian, after two years, I will pass by in a nice, decent nature place with someone having barbecue. And as I was passing by, you know, I will smell the ease of barbecue. Man, I would be like a tiger. Oh. And I was vegetarian for two years. I start to talk to the people. I say, man, I'm psycho. I'm crazy. What's going on with me? I'm, I'm, I, I don't eat meat for two years, and still I, I crave. I have those cravings to eat meat. I said, I have to consult a doctor or something. <laughs> and you go to talk to people. says, man, you're not crazy. But you ate so much meat that you have that biochemical substance that is called purine in your blood. And your blood is not yet cleansed. And you were addicted to meat. And you need to, between two, three years, four years, to that your blood may cleanse out of purine. And you don't have that cravings. And it's true. It got true. I mean, I have 30 years since I don't eat. I didn't. I stopped eating meat. And I don't have craving, uh, those cravings. So uh, 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 meat, protein, is very, very addictive like the rest of dairy. It's easy to prepare, you know, throw a piece of meat there, make a barbecue, yes? I don't know something better, or I was misinformed. I have to eat much, much more and more protein or meat. That's why people eat that. These are reasons. Evidently, you can find more and more reasons out of that. But, however, looks good. Where do I come from? I mean, that was my meat. After I quit meat, I was in love with goat cheese, organic cheese from Israel. Kosher. Super good. And uh, look, everything is white, is yellow, is beautiful, looks nice. Do you know where it comes uh, comes from? Look at this. Do you like this cow? She's injected. I mean, by the way, this is not food. This is cow. This is a cow, correct? This is not for food, but people eat that stuff. So Food and Drug Administration approved to sell unlabeled milk from cows injected with Monsanto's genetically engineered bovine growth hormone. It's a RBGH. It's 10 times more powerful than uh, the normal hormone that grows in the cow without injection. So that makes breast cancer to the ladies and prostate cancer for men. And, and, and they don't say that because they, they give you the milk, they sell the milk, and the uh, Food Administration approved not to label that. Oh, this milk has an IGF-1, which is a, a growth hormone, 
and you drink that with milk. They don't put that on the label, and it's legal. You don't have that on the label, but yet you have that. So do you like that cow? Would you consider, when you look to this poor, poor animal, poor animal, would you consider to eat that? It's, it's crazy. You know, but because people don't see the animal, they don't associate the lifestyle of this animal with what they eat. They say, this is beautiful, it's sterilized, it's white, it's yellow, it's nice. But if they will have this picture here, and they will have the cow beside, do you think that they will reason twice to decide, should I go for dairy or not? Now, the cause of all heart problems is the excess of animal protein, processed carbohydrates, and sugar. This is Ufer uh, Rafskov, uh, MD, Swe uh, Swedish scientist. So the guy in Europe is pretty honest, saying, man, if you eat animal protein and processed carbohydrates and sugar, that's the problem for your heart. Simple, black and white. You don't have much science. You don't need to go to university right now. Now, this is something that received the prize for the most sincere label in Europe. This is uh, two euro, as you say. Uh, buy two, get uh, five euros. This is uh, American-style barbecue flavor. They prize this uh, label for the most sincere. Y you see, that's a butchery. That's the butchery. And that's the way that animals are ending uh, to become burgers and hot dogs and all the kind of meats for the bellies of our uh, society. And that's called westernized, civilized country. Is that true? The way that it looks. I mean, it's amazing. Do you know what happens with the brain of a butcher? That a butcher cannot work, at least in the past time, I remember that a butcher could not work more between three and five years the most in the butchery uh, uh, factory because he will see so much blood, he will see so much uh, misery that his mind will be twisted and he, psychologists, will describe that a butcher will not be capable to distinguish between murdering a pig or killing a pig or a cattle uh, and, and murdering a man. They will not, the brain will not be capable to distinguish between. So they will fire the butchers or they requalify uh, them in different domains of activities, but they will not allow butchers to stay between uh, more than three or to five years in that place because either way they will get crazy or they will get murdering, murdering someone. So I do believe that there is something to do between what we eat, red meat, and, 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 and the way that we treat the animals will affect, affect our character. In reality, I know uh, you heard about, uh, um, uh, what was the, uh, Saddam, Saddam Hussein? Hussein, yes, Saddam Hussein. You know, he knew he had doctors when we had that 1990, 90, 1991, 1991 invasion in Iraq. Uh, so the Iraqi soldiers were fed by Saddam Hussein with raw meat. And the doctors told him, if you feed your soldiers with raw meat in blood, they will lose total anxiety and fear in terms of American uh, army. So they, that he did that. He listened to the advice of the doctors to feed the Iraqi soldiers with raw meat. And they were halfway crazy. They did not have any sense of fear or measuring risks. So it is true, red meat will affect our judgment, 
and will, will transform us in a little bit of beasts. And this is what, um, you know, in the uh, Second World War, you heard about the Second World War. Russians, they were 20 million. They didn't have enough meat like Saddam Hussein to feed 20 million soldiers, you know. So what they gave them, vodka, you know, to shut down their brain, to go to fight against the Germans, okay. But here is, we have a different option. You use vodka to shut down the brain or you use, use red meat to shut down the brain. It doesn't matter. Now, uh, in terms of this, uh, Solomon, one of the greatest people uh, of, the, of the Bible, uh, said in one of his presentations, uh, I rather prefer to be a living dog than a dead lion. Uh, five years ago, I was a dead lion. I was 240 pounds. I could not tie my shoes. I was barely walking, you know, 100 feet, and I was <laughs> doing like that. I was a dead lion. And today, I'm a living dog, in a sense. But I rather prefer to be a living dog than a dead lion, correct? So uh, I do think that this variety of foods will bring us with the fastest speed possible to the cemetery. And in reality, it's a pleasure. I mean, Solomon ate meat more than anybody else in the universe. Now, the discussion is between animal versus vegetable protein. Which one is better for human body? So here we are. My question primarily to get to that second part of the subject, can violence have something to do with what we eat? Is this a legitimate question when we talk about foods? I think yes. Can violence have something to do with me? Uh, I do have a statement, George Bernard Shaw. It's one of the most intelligent English, British uh, 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 um, uh, writers. And he says, as long as people continue to take animals' life and feed themselves with it, on earth will ever be war. So this guy realized that there is a connection between the behavior, character, morality, and what we eat. So the more animals we kill, the more violence will be transferred to humanity, correct? So let the animals in peace, and you, human habitat, will have peace. The more violence on the side of animals, eat animals, that violence of the animals will come to us. I think that this is a very powerful and profound statement. Now, uh, you heard about United Nations, correct? United Nations, all the nations together, united discussing about changing uh, family definition, the marriage definition, and everything definition. United Nations, they meet together and they discuss what will be the best food to, to, to feed humanity, 7.3 billion society. And look what they discovered. So they go there, World Health Organization in the United Nations University. What they concluded, the question of optional pro uh, protein intake was addressed by a joint panel of the Food and Agriculture Organization. So you have the big guys there, the food industry, agriculture industry, and both these entities addressed to the gurus of New uh, Old Worder and the United Nations this question. What would be the best food to feed people? What protein? And uh, the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, uh, plant protein, retaliation, human protein, and amino acid nutrition, uh, they decided uh, to have this study and says, it is recommended that adults, both male or female, consume, consume 0 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram, which means per uh, 2 pounds, 2.2 pounds of a body weight per day, which means there are 2.2 pounds per kilogram. So a person weighing 
140 pounds weighs approximately 64 kilograms. This, this would mean that they would need to consume approximately 51 grams of protein per day. Do you know that this is the ratio? A 72 kilogram man, which is roughly 150 pounds, must need 58 grams of protein per day. And a 50, I mean, which is 110, 120 kilograms, uh, pounds woman will need around 43 grams per day. We eat way much more protein than we need. And that's why we do have kidney failure, dialysis, cirrhosis, and all this crazy stuff, yes? So we are the best, what are the best plant-based sources of protein? People say, what are these? This is protein. This, you get enough, the best good quality protein, uh, uh, plant-based protein is much superior to the animal protein. This is where you get the protein. This is where you get the protein. Uh, by the way, if you want to lose weight, you use the, um, uh, what's the, uh, celery, yes? Celery uh, uh, a plant, and it's anti-food. Anti, anti, uh, anti so basically the body, like pineapple, will uh, uh, consume more energy to to uh, digest celery, then you get out of celery. So basically, you, you lose weight, but you are not hungry, which is good, yeah? As long as we are not hungry. So where do we get the, 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 the protein per day? The American Journal of uh, Clinical Nutrition, so on and so forth, they give us one cup of oatmeal, six grams of protein. Five ounces of tofu, 11 grams of protein. One cup broccoli, four grams of protein. One cup cooked brown rice, five grams of protein. Four tablespoons almonds, seven grams of protein. One cup chopped kale, 2.9 grams of protein. One cup cooked beans, 12 grams of protein. One cup avocado, 2.9 grams of protein. So do we have a variety of elements in the plant-based diet that you get, get your protein, yes or no? So the fact that protein can be eaten by these uh, heavy weighters, those bodybuilders. It's just in the meat. That's a, a, a mythology. It's not true. This is what God has created for us. We have plenty options to have our in daily intake protein. And here I have for your uh, in information uh, the, the, uh, the same uh, uh, entity, the same organization, protein recommendation for male, breakfast. One cup of oatmeal, one cup of soy milk, one medium bagel. They say bagel. You cut it off because that's from them. Lunch, two slices whole wheat bread, one cup vegetarian bacon, beans, and uh, baked beans, uh, five ounce uh, firm tofu. So everything that you see, broccoli, rice, almonds, peanut butter, crackers, this is their vegetarian version of, of protein. So even these, the highest entities in the United States or uh, United Nations organizations recognize that humans can take protein from vegetables with no problem. So you can release the cat cattle, give them uh, a space, you know. And uh, you heard about China's stu uh, study, the largest epidi uh, epidemiological study today to human nutrition. Uh, Colin Chapman, uh, PhD, uh, he writes... You probably you had access to China study. There is a mountain of compelling research showing that the plant protein allo allows for slow but steady synthesis of new proteins, and it is healthiest type of protein. This is what he says. 
So we should believe that this is the, the largest epidemi um, epidemiological study uh, to date in, on uh, human nutrition. Now, what is very interesting, uh, in 1917, we go back 100 years. How many years? 100 years. 1917, uh, Dr. Arvin Fisher says, the best top-kept secret is that a vegan diet increases resistance. So they, they, they kept that secret. I mean, this is a doctor. The guy says, look, I mean, I don't care if I die. But that's the reality. The best top secret uh, is that vegan diet increases resistance. When, uh, when he says vegan diet, he doesn't mean chocolate. He doesn't mean sugar because sugar is raw. It's vegan too. He means the, 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 the veg vegetable protein. This is what he meant. He doesn't mean coffee, chocolate, uh, 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 and, and, and all other uh, uh, elements, cigarettes, because cigarettes are vegan too, yes? Okay, Dr. Jot Yako, Paris Medical Academy, says vegetarian people have two to three times more resistance than omnivores, sports people, because they need one-fifth of the time to recover from physical stress. In Denmark, what did they do? They put people, uh, and they have conducted using three different diet programs, doing on a biking, bicycle test. The people on vegan diet resisted for... 167 minutes in comparison with people that had a rich diet in meat and dairy resisted only 57 minutes. That's a test. So people say, well, if you don't eat meat, you are not a man. You must be a man. Eat your meat, man. Eat your meat. But here, study shows that the more meat you eat, the less man you are. Hello? Psst, that's a very, you know, I mean, uh, I know that uh, m people, men, Usually males don't have much to do with the, with the food. But when you touch the manhood of men, then they pay attention. So the more meat they eat, the less men they are. That's reality. So then they pay attention. So that's the study. Uh, stamina, resistance, 167 minutes? Comparing with that. I mean, this is more double, double, almost triple, you know, resistance. Now go to Belgium. Uh, vegan people are able to hand flex. So they didn't do bike. Now they did hand flex. Vegan people are able to hand flex their muscles more powerfully. Vegan people are, were uh, capable of flexing the tube of a gum 67 times in comparison with non-vegetarians that flex the same muscle only 38 times. So that, that's a, a proof, you know, uh, different countries are interested in stamina. And, uh, you know, Dr. Ross, Russell Henry uh, Citadel makes a powerful statement. Uh, he specialized in such domain, uh, and he concludes, one of the reasons vegan people have more resistance is due to the fact that the body use le uh, use less energy, uses less energy in the process of cleansing. So the uh, veg vegetable protein is not so acidic. Uh, actually, it's not acidic at all. So you don't have so much garbage intake when you take uh, vegetable protein. Now, when we talk about uh, it's time for me new ideas, longevity, stamina, speed, and character. These are my four references in regard to vegetables, protein versus speed. Now, it is said that you must be powerful, man. You must eat your meat, otherwise you're going to die. That's our legend. That's our mythology. Now, buckle up and put your seatbelt. This, Robert Chick, 
is bodybuilding, fitness, uh, present or vegan and whatever uh, athlete in Northwest Veg uh, in Portland. Do you like, I mean, this guy doesn't eat eggs, cheese, meat, anything. Just completely fruits and vegetables and nuts. Do you like the way that he, the guy looks like? I mean, it's a man, okay? So he's completely plant-based diet. I don't know if he eats uh, chocolate or drinks coffee. That's not my business. But in terms of food, he reaches this stage having, an, and, and he's the president of uh, 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 Athlete and Northwest Veg in Portland. So he has a, a bodybuilding fitness uh, uh, places, and he educates people. Now, okay, this is uh, here, but how about the most powerful man in the world? This man is managing, it's Patrick Bomam, uh, uh, Bo, uh, uh, Min. it's a vegan, and it takes his protein from plants. He's strictly no meat, no eggs, no cheese, no nothing. He's the most powerful man in the world right now. Do you know how do they determine that? They give them a big rock. It's a big rock. They have to lift that rock, put that on their shoulder, and they have to count how far and how fast then can they can carry that rock on their shoulder. And then once they reach a certain place, they have to put that, that rock or stone uh, in, in a trailer. Most of the people cut halfway short than him. They could not manage. You have these big, big uh, uh, body uh, uh, builders, you know, uh, maybe double the size of this guy. They are packed with animal protein. They take the stone, put on their shoulder, but they don't have resistance. They make, oh, oh, like a gorilla, you know, few steps, and they drop the stone. And the guy takes the stone, and he goes on and on and on and on. I mean, he left them way behind that. He eats only that, green grass, okay? So it is a legend that you need meat to feed yourself to strengthen your body. Um, this Way Lightheart, national winner of many competitions, is a vegan, um, bodybuilder as well. This is, uh, was vegan when he was, uh, uh, won the Hawaii triathlon uh, called the Iron Man, six times of which he won three times in a row. Nobody's ever won this competition twice in a row. And he was a vegan. He was absolutely plant-based diet. I can go to Edwin Moses, a plant-based diet guy, uh, champion 400 meters fences without ever losing a race. Murai Ross, forced, uh, the former Tarzan, is a swimmer, one best swimmer of the world, became a celebrity. He was a vegan. And you can go Carl Lewis, uh, vegan, the greatest athlete that stepped on this field, wins 10 times Olympic medals, of which nine were gold. This guy, you know, let me tell you something. Do you know what they eat before they go to competition? They get in smoothies, raw smoothies, six months. Six months, they don't eat any baked, any, any cookies, any pizza, any nothing. They eat raw fruits and vegetables. They get that smoothie. They have a medical doctor, man. They take care of them because these guys are bringing money, correct? So they, the doctors in the sports uh, world, they talk way a different language than the doctors that are, <laughs> you get them in the first uh, 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 hospital. Why? Because these guys are bringing money. You must take care of my guy because he br produces money. So they get massage. They get the best diet possible. They get hydrotherapy. 
they get uh, uh, they get um, uh, the, the 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 fruits and the vegetables, the best alkaline water. They get everything possible, the the the, the nutritious, the uh, the um, the nutrients they take, and uh, they have uh, nutritionists, and they have doctors, and they have nine, ten people. One guy like this that values millions of dollars. They have a, a crew of over two hundred thousand dollars taking care of this guy. So they invest two hundred thousand dollars in a guy that values two million dollars. Does that make sense? Yes. Is this a business or not? So the guy is drinking and he says, I would like a barbecue. Not now. Six months, you don't have barbecue. By the way, do you know, do you know that, uh, I mean, we do have the American football, correct? Uh, do you know that the team of the, the leader of this, uh, any team in North America that plays American football, they sign a contract with the a, with a employee, employer, and they say like this, you are the best, the sharpest guy. You will lead the team. You know exactly all the codes of the game. So what we ask you to sign here, you don't drink Coca-Cola one year. You don't drink coffee. You don't eat chocolate, and you don't watch TV. You don't smoke, no alcohol and stuff like that. But primarily, they start with Coca-Cola, coffee, a chocolate, and don't watch TV. Because the doctors they have, they know that those people that are feeding their brain with chocolate, Coca-Cola, and coffee, and they watch TV, TV, they benumb their brain, and their brain cannot take fast, quick decisions. When you play football, you know, and you coordinate the entire team, you must oversee everybody 180 degrees and 300 deg 360 degrees like that. So they knew this contract, uh, uh, I mean, the the... the the patrons of, of these teams, they know you must not fool around with my millions. Sign the contract. You don't touch this stuff. Don't watch TV because you'll become stupid. You know, you cannot play in my team if you watch TV. Don't drink coffee. Don't eat chocolate. Sign that. If I catch, you are fired, and I take all the money from you. So, you see, it's a real business. When you see these guys, they have a crew of doctors, nurse, masseurs, and, and, and nutritionists, and everything, you know, invested in that. You know, uh, Olikova is, uh, I mean, she had a fasting, how many days? Seven days water fasting, and she won the marathon. Can you imagine? Where is the meat here? I mean, there is a thesis in the world of science and the world of medical uh, uh, world, when you talk about sport people that produces money, they give you completely different treatments than for average individuals in society. That's money-making business, yes? Martina Navratilova, it's, it's the same vegan. I mean, Scott Jurek, uh, a cyclist vegan. Uh, David uh, Zimbrecki. Uh, the same thing, a uh, cyclist champion of U.S., plant-based diet. You know, fighters, I mean, they go raw, too. With, I mean, they're good in martial arts. You go Walter Killer, Kowalski. This guy, uh, one, uh, you know, looking to that, he became vegan, and then he became uh, a champion. So you can, you can have uh, uh, dozens of examples, and I would like to come close to the end. I guess you want to know where do I get my protein, yes? That's interesting. I guess, do you want to know where do I get my protein? Gorilla. It's a phenomena. You know why it's a phenomena? Because they, they checked the digestive system. They checked the concept of this biology. And they discovered that we, 
and the gorillas have a very, very similar biology. Now, this gorilla has 200 kilograms, which is roughly 420 pounds, correct? Is the only animal in the world of this size that lifts 10 times its weight. How many times? 10 times. It's gorilla, it's capable to lift two tons, 2,000 kilo, I mean, 2,000 kilograms, 4,000 pounds, roughly. How, show me a bodybuilder that eats meat in the morning, meat in the, uh, at lunch, and meat in the evening, that can uh, lift 10 times the weight of his own body. And, you know, I guess we have a talk with the gorilla. Mrs. Gorilla or Mr. Gorilla, where do you get your protein? Gorilla eats 97% leaves. And 3% are the insects that accidentally gets in their mouth. And that's gorilla in the top of the mountain. The gorillas that are in the valley, they eat fruits, but never meat. And they are the most powerful animal, the only animal in the world that lifts 10 times its own weight. I mean, that's vegetable protein that shows black and white that we can function much better than with the, with the acidic protein of, 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 uh, of, the, uh, uh, of the meat. In reality, when we eat a lot of meat protein, the kidneys will suffer. Most of the people that are overeating meat, they will have kidney failure, dialysis, yes, and we are gone. They give us insulin, diabetes, and uh, cemetery, papa, it's, that's the place. Elephant is the same thing. It's uh, strictly, I mean, it's the heaviest animal in the world, and it's green grass. Where does he have the protein? Where does it have? A horse builds such a, 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 ves um, um, a vassals and muscles and fiber strictly from the grass. You know, veganism in the Bible, and uh, I would like to reconcile. This is nothing new. Uh, God, when God created the world, he made peace between the most powerful man in the world and the most uh, powerful animal in the world. And he says, and God said, behold, I give you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of the earth, and every tree in which is the fruit of the tree yielding seed. To you, it shall be for meat. So what God says, look, I, you are human. You walk in, you are bipad. You know, you walk in two legs. I give you the food uh, 50 inches away from your mouth. Apple. So God created the food to the level of our mouth. It's wonderful. You know, you just walk and take the, the, the fruit from the tree and eat. Animals, most of them, they are quadro, yes? They walk, walk in four legs, okay? So the Lord gave the food at their level green grass and then was peace in the in the ecosystem animals will not attack men men will not attack animals make sense yes or no so these guys that are with the, you know i'm not a vegan i tell you why because vegans are eating chocolate drinking coffee and uh, using sugar and so on and so forth i am a plant-based diet a biblical version of vegetarianism of, or plant-based diet uh, style and i do believe that the veganism is a uh, it's a movement that protest against the violence uh, against animals. And I, I'm agreeing, I, I agree with that. Uh, but in the same time, I think that there's more religion added to the veganism because they worship the mother nature. I met, I was in, um, in, in, in different environments 
a lot of vegans coming from Tibet, from India, and this and that, levitation and stuff like gurus. And I said, what is the difference? They said, what is the difference between you as a vegan, because I understand that you are plant-based, and us? I said, the only difference is that you guys worship Mother Nature, the Mother Nature, and I worship the father of the Mother Nature. That's all. You know, that Mother Nature that you uh, elevate uh, has a father. That's the creator. That's our God. That's the only difference. So you see, I do believe that God created this balance in the ecosystem. And it's so nice that the Lord found uh, pleasure in no disputation between the gorilla will have and to every beast of the earth and to every fall of the air and to everything that creepeth upon the earth where there is a life. I have given every green herb for meat. And it is what so. Now, one of the vegan concepts in the dietary of a king was uh, David. And David in Psalm 104 makes a beautiful statement. He causes the grass to grow for the cattle. Who? God. And herb for the service of men. That he may bring forth food out of the earth. So in reality, what David says, every human or animal must receive the food from where? From the earth. There is no other concept of feeding animals and feeding men, but having the food that is produced by whom? By earth. Make sense? Psalm 104. And I'm happy to see that in the kingdom of God, the wolf and the lamb shall feed together, and the lion shall eat straw like the bullock. So the guys that are dreaming barbecue in the kingdom of God, I think that they are in a wrong pattern. And we have to repent on these damaging, violating type of foods that we have. And I have a, a, a plea for everybody here tonight to come back to the Garden of Eden, a place of peace. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountains, says the Lord. So basically, we are going back to Eden, where a family can survive in such a beautiful environment. We don't kill animals. Animals will not kill us. And this is the kingdom of peace that God has really created for us. So killing animals to eat them is not moral. May God of mercy and peace uh, bless you tonight, and thank you very much for listening.